It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just keep well, down. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Looking for fun and feeling crazy. And this show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. And we are a company made up of nutritionists, dietitians, nutrition educators, and support staff who all understand that it is your choice of foods that affects your health. This show, Dishing Up Nutrition, and all of our classes and consultations are designed to share nutritional information that will make a difference in your health. You know, it's clear with over two-thirds of the population struggling with their weight and one out of ten people now are diabetic, we have a big nutritional problem in the U.S. I believe before people can make a positive change in their health, they need accurate information. Information that's based on science, not on how much money a company can make from a certain food item. You know, if you're carrying extra body fat or have high triglycerides or struggle with aches and pains or feel out of control with your cravings or are concerned about your blood sugar numbers, then stay tuned because we have some very enlightening information to share. And joining me today as our co-host is Cara Carper. Cara is a licensed nutritionist and has been teaching classes and counseling clients for the past four years. Yep. <laughs> and she is also soon to be a new mom in August. So it's really fun for her and it's fun for her husband, I know. But I also have some fun news to share. My daughter had a 10-pound, two, let's see, 10, 10 pounds, pound, 12, 12 ounces, and a half ounce baby boy, <laughs> Friday morning, but... Uh, 3.30 in the morning, and her and her partner, Mark, delivered the baby um, about, you know, half an hour before the midwife got there. <laughs> now, he's perfectly formed. He's beautiful. He is um, 22 and a half inches long. It's a big baby. A big baby. Congratulations, and, Star. That, yes. So that's number four. So we have Willow, Cedar, Rowan, and the baby has not been named new yet. Baby They're boy. just looking at him and thinking, what's going to be the perfect <laughs> football player, I said. <laughs> beautiful Congratulations baby. Congratulations to Dar, baby. Christy, and Mark, and the whole family. Yes. So, Cara, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you. And I, you know, hopefully I won't have an 11-pound baby, but <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> bigger these days. But he's healthy, so that's what counts. That's good. But now it's going to be a... It's going to be a girl. Okay. Yep. Well, girls can't be that big then. <laughs> no, no football player. <laughs> okay. Well, Dar, I know people are going to love this show because we have a special guest joining us by the phone who has not only lost 180 pounds seven years ago, but he's been able to keep off that weight. And so with correct information and support, people can and do lose a considerable number of pounds and they can keep those pounds off. But there are two key factors that are needed for success. You know, basically, people need the correct eating plan for their body. And they have to have a support system in place. 
So let's introduce our list to our listeners, uh, our guest, Jimmy Moore. Jimmy, I hope you're on our line. Um, thank you for joining hey, us today. And hey, good to be here. I know you have a very busy schedule, and even with your busy schedule, you have been able to maintain your weight loss, haven't you? So, uh, most of the weight loss, I lost 180 pounds in 2004, and I think like most of us who try to tweak here and there to make it individualized to us um, and putting on muscle and just various other things, uh, you know, it, it's still a daily challenge. That's one of the myths, I think, that people think <laughs> once they hit their goal, you magically just stay there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if only it were that easy. Yes. So, Jimmy, tell us a little bit about your kind of your your weight history and you know, your, maybe your dieting history, and how yeah. did you get to the point where you, you made this, this decision, i got to do something? Yeah. Well, Dar, I mean, I had a lifelong uh, struggle with my weight. It was a, a family thing. I had an older brother, Kevin, who struggled with his weight his whole life. It actually ended up killing him at the age of 41 um, just a couple of years ago. And wow. then my, my sister, Beverly, also dealt with her weight. My mom was on every diet known to mankind growing up. I just remember mom was always on some diet, uh, be it Weight Watchers or Tops or Slim Fast or you name it, Dexatrim pills. I mean, all of these things became a part of what I thought was normal right. for people dealing with weight, uh, weight issues. And, of course, blood sugar at that time was just a foreign concept. I, I wouldn't have had any idea knowing uh, what the importance of that was until I learned about low-carb. But um, getting back to your original question, yeah, I, I struggled over and over. And I, I think what a lot of people do is they think, oh, I've got to lose weight. That means I've got to start cutting my fat, cutting my calories, um, making sure that I'm, I'm portion-sizing every little minutia of every part of my diet. And, I mean, that was just hell. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> going to be flat-out honest. That was murder. Um, and I had been marginally successful at losing weight that way, but my mental health, um, I mean, my wife, Christine, will tell you I'm not a happy person when you cut fat out of my diet. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that might be true for a lot of people. <laughs> yep. Well, you know, at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we have a lot of clients who have also lost 60 a hundred or even more pounds, and they've been able to keep it off. And what we've seen is the successful clients that are able to keep the weight off, like you, Jimmy, seem to develop this understanding about how carbohydrate sensitive they are. So my yep. guess is that you are one of those people, right, that's carbohydrate super, sensitive? Super carb sensitive, okay. yeah. I would say probably to the nth degree I am, uh, and not everybody is. That's kind of something I talk about in my work pretty often is, you know, you Low for you may not be 20 to 30 grams of carbohydrate a day. Low for you might be 100 grams, mm -hmm. but that's still lower than most people are getting. Exactly. Can you tell listeners just an example of what you would eat in a typical day? Uh, back in the day? No, today. T today. <laughs> I mean, oh. well, yeah, compare. Compare and contrast. <laughs> yeah, because um, back in the day, man, I could throw down some food, man. I'll tell you what. I, in fact, we used to have these contests. My dad would take uh, me and my two brothers out for pizza, and we'd all order a large pizza each. Oh, wow. You know, and see who could eat the most. And, yeah, it's just one of those, again, culture things that you, you grew up with. Um, so back in the day, I could 
you know, basically on the way to work, stop by a fast food restaurant and grab a couple of sausage and egg biscuits uh, and, and have those down by the time I get to, to work. I'd stop by 7-Eleven and get a, not just a big gulp, not just a super big gulp, but the double gulp um, okay. of Coca-Cola. I mean, I was probably guzzling enough Coca-Cola to, <laughs> to last a lifetime, and it was just awful. And then lunch would be more fast food. Um, more vending machine type of, of food, and then I'd get home and have a big plate of spaghetti and meatballs, mm-hmm. and, and I wouldn't even think twice about eating that way. I, I, I shudder to think the old Jimmy Moore, uh, if I ran into him today, you know, would I yell at him? Would I, <laughs> I don't know what I'd do, slap him upside the head with a wet noodle? Uh, no noodles. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah. so Jimmy, how how do you eat now? Uh, you, you know, give us some because you know I think what you said before was very important because, you know, what is low carb for some one of us is maybe not low carb enough for another person, or yeah. maybe it's too low. So, what is a typical eating day for you? Because I think that helps listeners get it in their mind. Oh, this is what we mean when we say low carb. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I would say my version of low carb is probably a more real food slash clean eating type of low carb with a few indulgences here and there. And I'll explain. Uh, For example, for breakfast, I love, love, love pastured eggs from a local farmer. I I get them here in South Carolina. A guy from my church just has these wonderful chicken eggs, which are just loaded with nutrition, much better than that garbage you get in the grocery store. (laughs) If you can find local chicken eggs, please try to get those. But I I eat four of those cooked in some coconut oil, okay, uh, which is another healthy fat that you want to add. I'll sometimes use butter, but I'm on a coconut oil kick right now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And then sometimes um, if I'm a little hungry after that, which I'm not usually, that usually satisfies me for several hours, four, five, six hours, um, sometimes I'll have a little bit of dark chocolate as well, just kind of okay. Interesting. By that need. Now we would say spinach, but okay, we'll let you. <laughs> there you go. And I and I do. Speaking of spinach, that's my salad at lunchtime. I have a a salad uh, that includes spinach and eggs and bacon uh, and and cheese and a little bit of dressing and maybe some spaghetti squash um, with some garlic, salt, and butter. That's a, that's a big favorite of mine. Okay. All low carb. Uh, then for supper, it's pretty similar, probably a, a steak or, or chicken with, with extra added fat to it of, of some sort. When you eat the lean proteins, it's important to make sure you're getting adequate amount of fat with that so you don't let a process uh, kick in that lets you get too much protein. Because low carb is not a high protein mm-hmm. diet as much as it is probably a high fat diet and a moderated protein approach. Right. Exactly. And I'm so glad you clarified that, too. There's a big misconception out there about what a high-protein diet is. <laughs> right. So how are we doing with... Well, uh, we should take a f- quick break here, and when we come back, we'll have more questions for Jimmy. But you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. We are a company dedicated to providing life-changing nutrition education. And so next week, we're offering our digestive health class. It's called Gut Reaction in Lakeville. That's Monday night, July 18th, and also it will be in Wyzetta, Wednesday, July 20th. It's only $25, and you can register a friend or family member for free. 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 So if you register, you know, bring along someone else, and they can come for free. 
And then Tuesday, the 19th in St. Paul, you can take our healthy bone class that's called Nutritional Solutions for Osteoporosis. And same deal, if you sign up and register, you can get a friend or family member for free. So if you're worried about your mom's bones, this might be a great class to treat her to. You can um, call 651-699-3438, or you can go to our website, weightandwellness.com, to sign up online. We'll be right back. Dishing Up Nutrition has listeners in San Francisco, Miami, International Falls, and Billings, Montana. Whether you live in the Twin Cities or across the country, nutritional guidance is as close as your phone. Nutritional Weight and Wellness offers phone consultations for people at a distance or too busy for office appointments. Would you like to increase your energy, lower cholesterol, or resolve digestive problems? Here's how phone consultations work. First, complete a health history. Next, discuss your health goals with a nutritionist. Then she creates an eating plan for your biochemistry and lifestyle. You make the time, and Nutritional Weight and Wellness provides the plan and support. Make the call from the privacy of your home or office and get nutrition expertise from the people you trust. For information, call Nutritional Weight and Wellness at 651-699-3438. Outside the Twin Cities, call 888-805-8954, toll free. Or go to weightandwellness.com. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. We are pleased to have Jimmy Moore joining us today to share how we went from 410 pounds down to a healthy 230 pounds and how he's kept that weight off by giving up bread, pasta, crackers, pizza, and switching to eating vegetable carbohydrates. Now, I know some of you are saying, "Mm, I could never give up bread or my pasta. You know, and as nutritionists, we hear that comment often daily probably from people but they if they try it for three weeks and that's what we say just give this a try for three weeks and they discover how good they feel you know they're happy they have less aches and pains and best of all their cravings are gone for the most part so if you have questions for jimmy today uh, give us a call at 651-641-1071 and and before the break, we Jimmy was giving us some great ideas of what he eats for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Jimmy, we just have a quick question about snacks. Are you sure. do you eat snacks during the day? Or are you more of a three meal type of a person? Well, and, and let me say something. Um, I don't think I gave up bread, gave up pasta, and all <laughs> that. I think what I did was I gained the ability to be able to eat healthy, nutritious fats and proteins that have always been off limits on every other diet I've ever done in my life. That's a great point, Jimmy. Probably gained a whole lot more with this low carb lifestyle Mm -hmm. change than I ever gave up. So, yeah, I agree with that's a that's a that's a great way to think about it. It's you know, it's about what can we have that's going to support our bodies, and it's the healthy fats and the lean proteins, and that's wonderful. You know, well, I, and to, well, go ahead, Jimmy. Question about the snacks. Um, I don't really have a need to snack too much because when you eat the right way, uh, your body's naturally going to stay satiated for a long time. Vis a vis that uh, four eggs cooked in coconut oil, I have, you know, will probably last me four or five hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I have the lunch, I'll have more protein and fat with some veggie carbs. And I mean, it's a beautiful thing. Um, 
there are ways that you can add snacks if you're kind of on the road or something like that where you can't get to a meal meal. Certainly cheese works as a great uh, uh, hunger killer. <laughs> mm-hmm. you got a little bit of hunger pang. Cheese is a, is a good one to, to go to. Um, beef sticks. Uh, just anything that you can grab that's low in carbohydrates, uh, pretty good at uh, fat content, and moderate, uh, moderated protein mm-hmm. content. That's probably going to keep you satiated until you can get to your next meal. So, you know, I think one of the things, Jimmy, that when people hear low-carb, they automatically, and maybe this is because of Dr. Oz's show or maybe it's just things that people have heard in the past, is they hear low-carb and they think, all you're eating is pork rinds. Mm-hmm. You know? You know, I, I don't think I've had pork rinds in years, and I live in the South. That's almost blasphemy. You live in the South of the United States of America, and you don't eat pork rinds. I mean, what's the world coming to? But that's right. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting the the uh, the way it's characterized. I agree. Uh, so many people. Oh, you eat a pound of bacon a day, and uh, isn't that artery clogging, saturated fat going to just kill you? And yeah, you know, like you said, Dar, at the beginning, there's just so much misinformation out there, which is one of the reasons I I do my blog and do my own podcast show, because I want people to be informed about what the truth is. And, you know, I'm just some Joe Schmo out here that happened to lose weight. I don't really have any nutritional or, or uh, medical background, but I do think the information is solid and, and it's worth getting out there. And if it takes a layperson to do it, then by golly, I'm going to do it. And and you're doing a great job of doing it, too. Well, the important thing is that it's, you know, you feel good. It's working for you. Yep. And so, you know, that's the evidence that we need. That's what we see with our clients every day, too. And low-carb eating to us means that you're you're choosing your carbs very carefully. So let's share, Dar and I are going to share some different foods that contain approximately 10 grams of carbohydrates per serving. They're loaded with vitamins and minerals, though. And so, you know, Cara, I, you know, ten grams. When you think about that, um, you know, if you think about a cup of pasta, mm-hmm. that has about hundred grams. So you know, it's kind of interesting if you're thinking about things, a serving of something else that contains ten grams. Yeah, you're right. I, I didn't even think about that. A cup of cooked pasta is about ninety grams. Yes, right. Well, I'll start with just a couple of favorites that have ten grams. Four cups of spinach, so maybe when Jimmy gave his example of having the salad, you know, for lunch, or six Love cups it. of kale, each have 10 grams of carbs. Well, you know, I'd go with a cup of broccoli or a cup and a half of cabbage or a cup and a half of cauliflower. And, Jimmy, I know that you have a mashed, pot- a mashed cauliflower, kind of like a mashed potato, but it's a mashed cauliflower dish. Oh, it is so good, too. And you can't even tell the difference if you just dress it up like you would, you know, like a baked potato. Just throw some sour cream in there, throw some bacon and chives. Oh, it is divine. <laughs> and, and so you just mash it up. Do you use a food processor, or how do you do it? Yeah, you can. Um, I, I don't have a food processor, but, um, yeah, I basically just boil it um, and then soak up all the water out of the cauliflower and just mash it up with a potato masher. Um, and then add in all these extra ingredients. Uh, I definitely make sure I get plenty of butter in there for the flavor, um, and it's healthy for you. Yeah, it, and it tastes great, doesn't it? Oh, my gosh. Yep. Incredible. <laughs> that's that's a wonderful recipe. Say, Dar, we do have a caller. Okay. So hopefully we will have a question from Noreen. Welcome to the show today. 
Good morning to Good you. Good morning. Do you have a question for us, Noreen? Yes, I do. Um, my name is Swallow. My name is Noreen. Um, about 10 years ago, I had gastric bypass surgery, lost about 100 pounds, and managed to keep most of it off, and I've put about 30 back on. And what I struggle with is protein. I don't really care for very much meat at all. So I'm wondering if you have some suggestions on that. I'm, I, I, you know, I, I, I've been addicted to carbs. I, I'm big on eating spaghetti and pasta, mm-hmm. um, but I just really but, struggle trying to get enough protein, and I'm not even sure how much protein I'm supposed to eat a day. Well, you should be eating at least 100 grams of protein a day. Wow. And I think when, actually, they might recommend more than that when people have had gastric bypass. Uh, I think it's more, I think I've read places where it's even 120 grams of protein. So how do you get protein? Well, one of the places you can certainly get would be, you know, Jimmy was talking about the pastured eggs. I mean, that would be a great place to get protein. Another yeah, way you could, eggs. yeah, another way you could do it is you could buy, you know, just even any kind of fish, any kind of, because fish is really easy to digest. And we often buy canned salmon and take a little bit of mayonnaise with it, smash it up, make a salmon salad, and that's a great mm-hmm. way. So, Cara, you got some other ideas as far as... Um, well, it depends. Are you dairy sensitive? Do no, you... not at all. Okay. Um, I mean, dairy is a wonderful way to get protein. You cottage know, cheese? Cottage cheese is very high in protein. You could... A plain full-fat yogurt would be another satisfying option. And Yes, and then add some whey protein to it, and you've got uh, yogurt and whey, and maybe mm-hmm. throw some strawberries in there, low-carbohydrate, and maybe a little bit of uh, almond milk, you know, unsweetened, or actually better would be coconut milk unsweetened. Mm-hmm. Make a shake. Oh, okay. You so, could go to our website, weightandwellness.com, <clears throat> click on Recipes, and we have a wonderful protein shake recipe. Basically, well, Dar just said it. But if you didn't get it all, you can get it on our website. That yeah. would be great. Yeah. And recently, I've lost 20 pounds by using a whey protein shake. Okay. So Good. that means that you're getting that protein in. Yeah. And that's what a great. difference. When I've got the protein in me, I don't crave the sugars because I'm also diabetic. Yep. So and you I see, I think one of the things sugar. that I think one of the things that Jimmy said very clearly is that you really need healthy fat along with this protein. So, you know, if you're trying to to not eat fat because you've had a gastric bypass, um, you have to add this fat back in. And, you know, Jimmy said he fries his eggs in coconut oil, and yeah. that's a perfectly great fat to use. You know, and that's that's what I've heard, too. I've been doing, took a nutrition class that going back to just natural stuff. I've quit the Splenda yep. and Wonderful. the sweetener stuff, which I was really hugely using huge amounts of that. And I've gone to that and, and no no caffeine and using real butter, yep. which is you know, Perfect. It's, it's everything in my mind mm-hmm. says don't do that. But <laughs> you know, for but you, that, you're well, doing you know, the right thing. It's all that misinformation that we've got out there. Right. And that's why, I mean, that's why we do this show and that's why Jimmy does his show, that we're we're trying to educate people. Get them away from the the processed carbs and into real mm-hmm. food. So, thanks for giving us yep. a call this morning. Thank you. Have very a great much day. Thank you. Bye. And it's time for our second break already. Oh. The time oh goes so fast. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, and our guest today is Jimmy Moore, who not only lost 180 pounds um, but has kept it off for more than seven years. So that is just amazing. You can get you can listen to get inspired by him on his internet radio show 
It's called Livin' La Vida Low Carb, or you can look at his low-carb blog. You can catch um, podcasts. And actually, Jimmy interviewed Dar last Thursday and discussed the health benefit of healthy carbohydrates versus processed carbohydrates. So that would be on his website. Um, If you have questions for us today, the studio line is 651-641-1071. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, as you are a look at your own health, what are some habits that are holding you back from success? You know, are you the breadbasket person and you just can't avoid eating two or three or four pieces of bread? Or are you the French fry person and can't stop with a couple of fries? Or are you the chocolate mocha latte person? Or are you the person who eats the burger only for the bun? If then, you probably would have to say that you are carb-sensitive. And processed carbs are holding you back from feeling good. You know, I have a client from North Dakota, and she said as soon as she cheats on bread, her fibromyalgia pain comes right back. And you've got to say to yourself, if that happens to you, pain is a very high price for a piece of bread. So if you're caught in the habits holding you back, we really can help. So give us a call at 651-699-3438 and set up an appointment and move forward. Move forward mm-hmm. always with your food. So we were talking about things with that are low-carbohydrate foods that you can eat. Like vegetables. Vegetables are the preferred form of carbohydrates. And we talked about servings that had only 10 grams of carbs. Right. So we'll also give you a couple of low-carbohydrate fruits. Not all fruits are low-carbohydrate. So, But a cup of strawberries or one whole peach has about 10 grams of carbohydrates. I would avoid bananas if you're carbohydrate-sensitive because they're loaded with carbs. In fact, for an average or medium-sized banana, that's about 30 grams. Yes. That's pretty high. So, you know, one of the favorite, my favorite vegetables to snack on are cucumbers. And even those English cucumbers are great because you can eat two whole cucumbers and you're only using up 10 grams of carbohydrates. And you can actually eat two whole tomatoes. And in comparison, a fourth of a cup of rice, you're eating Mm -hmm. 10 grams. So what do you want to eat? You know, two cucumbers, a little bit of rice. I'm going to eat the cucumbers. For volume eaters, I mean, if you want to fill up your plate, the way to do it is with these light vegetables. So, Jimmy, do you have some favorite low-carb vegetables that you kind of go to all the time? Well, and even worse than uh, the the rice being just a little bit, it's going to stoke your hunger quicker than those vegetables mixed with healthy fats and proteins. So you want to avoid those. Absolutely, I have vegetables that I turn to. Spinach in the raw is like the best in the whole world. And, you know, I used to grow up watching Popeye the Sailor Man, and he'd have these cans that he'd open up and eat the spinach, and his muscles would grow and everything. And there's this whole image. I think it was a subliminary message they were trying to get out to it. Um, so you, I but, bet you've got a lot of muscle on right now. Oh, my gosh. I, I Well, I'm working on that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but definitely spinach is my go-to Um I like broccoli, uh, certain kinds of broccoli. I, I did find this uh, kind of 
cross between cauliflower and broccoli called brocco flower. Have you heard of that oh, before? Oh, yes. Yes. It's, and it, it's kind of an interesting uh, vegetable to look at. But it's so healthy, full of full of nutrients, because uh, probably cauliflower and broccoli are two of the healthiest vegetables you could possibly eat that are non-starchy. So now, um, Jimmy, do you saute those in butter or coconut absolutely. oil, or do you just steam them? Um, well, steaming them reminds me too much of my low-fat days. And so <laughs> I slather them in either coconut oil or butter, um, and don't feel guilty one bit. I think that's one thing when people turn to the low-carb uh, lifestyle for the first time. They're like, they feel guilty that they actually get to eat and like the food that they're eating on their diet. Yes. You know, it, it's a change in mindset that you just kind of have to just accept. And once you get past that hurdle of fearing fat, you're off, you're off to the races. <laughs> So that's I I agree with you a hundred percent. It's um, you have to you have to enjoy the low you know eating the vegetables. Basically, you have to enjoy, mm-hmm. and the, actually you get more nutrients out of the vegetables if you put a little fat on them. So yep, you know so, and you know some people are very carb sensitive, like we've t- we've talked about, and some are not. But there are those who are just so out of touch with their bodies. They don't realize how sense, carbohydrate sensitive they are. They might be listening right now thinking, I'm not carbohydrate sensitive. Right. I agree. You know, with my genetics and my age, you know, I am very carb sensitive. And I often say I understand that eating excess carbs, and I say this in my head, basically, it causes type 2 diabetes. And therefore, I'm okay cutting back and not eating those processed carbs because I'm going to eat vegetables so that my blood sugars stay under control and you know i'm i don't i don't miss the cereals i don't miss any of that um because i like eating eggs and spinach for breakfast mm-hmm. i Cooked love that in butter or yeah. coconut oil for example because the other thing that happens if you don't keep your blood sugars under control then you are having insulin shots well who wants to do that or you're taking some kind of diabetic medication that gives you diarrhea so, Jimmy, you know, I think we talked about this a little bit before, but, you you know, probably genetically you are very carb sensitive because you just talked about your brother and your mom and everybody having this, you know, obesity problem in your family, basically. Right. So, can, you know, here's a question for you because I hear this every day is, oh, I can't give up my oatmeal. Do you eat oatmeal at all or do you eat it for breakfast? And what would happen if you did? Yeah, I, I think one of the things that people forget is they're, they're too trusting in medications to cover up the sins of their diet. I, um, <laughs> one of the things that, that just frustrates me to no end is when some of these you know, so-called diabetes educators out there, and they shall remain nameless on the Ditching Up Nutrition Show, <laughs> but uh, they're out there, you know, espousing all of these concepts of, oh, yeah, just eat, eat your carbs, just cover them up with insulin. And I'm going, really? Is that kind of the state of where we are in health in America these days, that people are just so out of control and undisciplined that they can't even muster up the willpower to say no to oatmeal say no to some of these things that they know spike their blood sugar yes um and and that's one thing too that i've been doing a lot lately dar is i've been testing the heck out of my blood sugar with all kinds of foods because until you test you don't know how something responds to you and it's so deep to go to walmart and buy a glucometer 
Now, the testing strips aren't so cheap, but uh, I agree. you can uh, <laughs> get a glucometer uh, pretty reasonably priced and pre- pretty reasonably priced for the information that you get uh, for those test strips. Oh, my gosh. It's just it's gold. Gold. Yes. Well, you know, for the past six to seven years, you've really had this passion to educate people about the health benefits of eating the low-carbohydrate way. And you have an Internet show, a podcast, and a blog. Can you just tell people, how can they find your show? I'm sure we're going to have people that want to listen to your show. Yes, I'm sure. Sure. I actually have two podcasts now. I know I'm a crazy man. Oh, wow. <laughs> One just wasn't near enough. So, uh, But um, all of my websites you can find under the, the website livinlavitalowcarb.com. That's living with no G on the end, livinlavitalowcarb.com. And once there, you'll have uh, a whole list of all my projects. I do YouTube videos and uh, the two radio shows, the Live and La Vida Low Carb Show, and the new one's called Low Carb Conversations with Jimmy Moore and Friends, where I kind of talk to real people uh, who are living this lifestyle. They aren't necessarily any uh, anybody famous like Dar, <laughs> but they have things that are uh, uh, worthy of being uh, – you know, contributed to topics of discussion. We talk about the ups and downs and in-betweens of, of living this in the real world. I, I'm really excited about that show. Well, that's, thank you. Yeah, that, thanks for letting people know. Yeah, that sounds great, Jimmy. You know, you were talking about just before, you know, that you actually did some testing, you know, as far as what what different foods affect your blood sugar. Can right. can you share just a little bit about you know some foods that you might might have surprised you that made your blood sugar go up, or that um, re- really kept things really stable? Sure, sure. Well, uh, there was ones that that remained stable that I had no inkling in my mind that they would ever raise my blood sugar. And, and you know, my favorite breakfast meal is that egg cooked in coconut oil, right? Uh, with sometimes maybe a little bit of cheese on top. And I, I tested that one, and I mean, the, the, if it was any more flat line, I don't think it could have been. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. But then there's these products that are out there that are promoted as low in carbohydrates to people. Things like Dreamfields pasta. There's a there's a bread that's out out in California that's called Smart Carb and claims to only have one gram of carb per slice. So I was like, you know what? They're going to make that claim. I'm going to test it. Yes. And so I tested those, and both the Dreamfields pasta and this uh, Julian Bakery Smart Carb bread, both of them reacted in the same way as regular pasta and white bread. That is so interesting. Oh, yes. my gosh. Yeah. That's... Now, I didn't like the blood sugar spike, but... <laughs> yes. But, but now I'm testing the Atkins uh, products to kind of see how they respond because people see Atkins' name and they think, oh, these shakes, these bars, they're going to be good. Oh, that's um, perfect, so Jimmy. I'm putting them to the test. Well, you're going to put all of that on your blog, right? Oh, it's Is all on my blog. Okay. In fact, at the very top of my blog, livinlavitalowcarb.com slash blog, there is a, a label that says N equals 1. Just click on that. And you can scroll down, and I'm doing this on a monthly basis. I can't test more often than once a month, right. or I think I'd go batty with all mm-hmm. the blood sugar spikes that I'm making happen. <laughs> well, thank you for sacrificing your blood sugars to educate yeah. us. <laughs> it's time for our last break today. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Next week on Monday, July 18th, our Nutrition for Weight Loss classes are starting. So just ask yourself, is it time to get a handle on my eating or to get my metabolism moving again? And you can learn the new science of weight loss from these classes. 
it's not a starvation or low-fat diet. It's based on the nutritional research that supports your health and your weight loss. So it's a total program about real food that leaves you feeling full of energy while you lose weight. And classes are in Wyzetta on Monday, Mondays, North Oaks on Tuesdays, St. Paul on Wednesdays, and Lakeville on Thursdays. And you can call 651-699-3438 to register. We'll be right back. So next week, please join Wendy and myself as we discuss menopause symptoms and how to manage them naturally. You know, if you're looking for more in-depth inf- information about menopause, we actually have three classes coming up. One, July 25th, Kate will be teaching the Hot Flash class in Lakeville. Wendy will teach it in St. Paul on August 9th. And I'm going to be teaching it in Wyzetta on August 24th. So if you want to sign up, call 651-699-3438, or you can actually go online, wait and wellness, and sign up right online. So we've got a whole bunch of questions for Jimmy for this last section. Jimmy, I think Kara's got a question right now. Yeah, I'm just wondering about workouts. I mean, I'm you know I'm a runner. I love to work out. Before you work out, do you carb load? I think I know the answer, but I want other people to hear this from you. Am I on candy camera or something? You've been punked. the low-carb guy if he carbs up. That's funny. Uh, No, I don't. Uh, And i got to tell you, when I was losing my weight in 2004, I did daily cardio, um, eating a a diet that was probably 20 grams of carbohydrate for uh, much of the, the, the whole weight loss plan. Um, and no, I never felt the need to carb up. One of the things I've learned since is because my body has become keto adapted, I'm able to run and be fueled on the ketone bodies, which are very healthy for you. It's one of the natural things that happens in the body when you reduce carbohydrates to what they call a ketogenic level, which is generally under 50 grams of carbs daily. Um, And then combining with that an adequate amount of fat intake, which we've been talking about today, Um, that is like your power source. Once you get off of burning carbs for fuel and then start using fat for your fuel, you don't have a need to carb up. Yes, very, very well put. Well, fat is, you know, I mean, fat is the macronutrient that lasts the longest when we're talking about workouts. (laughs) (laughs) Don't confuse people now. We're kidding. But they tell us. I know. That's that's one of those huge misconceptions. So, yeah. Jimmy, since you've been eating this way for the last six or seven years, um, how are your aches and pains? And did you have aches and pains before you even started this? You know, when you're 410 pounds, I, I think just looking in the mirror is an ache and a pain. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I did have little aches and pains. And part of that I've since found out is the statin drug that I was on for my so-called high cholesterol um, and I, I had joint pain and muscle ache because I was taking both Crestor and Lipitor at the same time, trying to get the numbers lower, as they keep telling us. Um, and so naturally, when I lost weight on low carb and all of my uh, lipid profile improved, I came completely off of those meds. And I got to tell you, that was kind of scary because I'd been on those things for so long thinking I had to take them and then just making the decision, no, I'm not going to take those anymore. Um, it, it was a big, big moment. But, yeah, my pain, 
my energy level is probably the biggest thing. I've always been a pretty happy-go-lucky guy, and as if you couldn't tell. And, <laughs> and so, you know, I've always had pretty good energy, but, I mean, just through the roof. My wife, her eyes bug out sometimes when she sees me doing things, and she's like, who is this man? <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's great. So your energy – now, let's go back to this, the statin drugs and the cholesterol and, and all yep. that. Because now, you're, Jimmy, you're eating a high-fat diet right now. and. Yep. You're you're and you're eating bacon and you're eating butter and you're eating saturated fat. So how are your cholesterol numbers? Because you're not taking a statin drug now. You know it's interesting. Um, Gary Tobbs, when he was on the Dr. Oz show earlier this year, um, well, well-known uh, New York Times best-selling author, he's been on your show before. Yes. Um, he didn't want to get set up with that whole deal with cholesterol, and I can understand because the numbers are different for people who low carb. Um, one of the things that you figure out is it's not about LDL. It's not about the cholesterol. One of, one of the things you have to pay attention to when you low-carb, there, there's three main things. One is your HDL cholesterol almost invariably will be over 50. That's because of the fat that you're eating in your diet. It's going to be very high, which is good. You want that HDL good cholesterol up. The other thing that will happen is your triglycerides will drop below 100, um, almost, you know, on clockwork, once you drop the carbs in your diet, triglycerides drop like a rock. Right. And then the last thing that happens is the LDL, not the LDL number, but the LDL particle size, which there's various tests you can ask your doctor about, uh, NMR, lipoprofile tests, BAP tests are just two of the most common, where they can, they can actually measure the size of the particle of the LDL, and that determines whether it's going to uh, lead to a heart attack or not. So when you eat low-carb, HDL automatically gets very high, triglycerides get very low, and the LDL particle size is mostly the large fluffy kind and not the small dense, which tends to be uh, uh, something that happens when you eat a lot of carbs. You get a lot of small dense LDL that are very bad news for your health. And we and that's one of the things that we teach people in our weight and wellness mm-hmm. series of classes, and they have never heard this information mm-hmm. usually before, that there's yep. different types of LDL. Great. Just wonderful. So if you are, I'm just going to kind of wrap up what we've been talking about this last hour. If you're a carbohydrate-sensitive person, you will lose weight and feel better if you switch from processed, high-starchy carbohydrates to vegetable carbohydrates. We really want to thank Jimmy Moore for being a guest on Dishing Up Nutrition and for helping the general population gain insight into the cause of their ills. And Jimmy, you know, you, maybe you heard us say at the beginning of the show, I am pregnant i'm due in just a couple of weeks here but rumor has it that you have some news to share as well is that correct yeah after 16 years of trying to get pregnant my wife christine and i are expecting at least one maybe multiple babies (laughs) oh that is great congratulations that is so wonderful that's great news there's lots of baby talk today He's going to be 40 when those kids come, so it's going to be kind of a scary thing. But you know what? 40 on low-carb is like 20 on any other diet. Oh, You're so on. healthy. Oh, come on now, Cara. Tell people how well, old I'm you are. I'm 41. And so. that's her first baby. And my daughter, <laughs> my daughter was 42, and she just delivered her fourth. So, Congratulations, <laughs> Congratulations. Jimmy. Thank you so much. You too. Uh, thank you for being a guest today. And how? Star. Thank you very much, Jimmy. Bye.
The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.